Wine and Shine Podcast, Episode 24. Our thoughts create our reality and our thoughts dictate what our life is. Shame can't exist when it's shared. You can't change without awareness. Welcome back to a new episode of the podcast. Today, we are talking to the amazing Katie Dalebout, and I could not be more stoked. Actually, Katie's podcast was one of the first shows I've ever listened to, and she really jumpstarted my love for podcasting and the health and wellness scene and just so many different things. She is an author. She wrote the book, Let It Out, A Journey Through Journaling. If you haven't checked it out, I totally recommend. We talk about it a little bit in this episode. She also obviously has her own podcast, Let It Out with Katie Dalebout. Totally, absolutely recommend. It's one of my favorite podcasts out there. And the inspiration for our temporary introduction that we recorded. So, Yeah, if you (laughs) were wondering what that was all about, we are kind of addicted to her intro song. And every time we hear it, it just gets stuck in our head. For days. For days. And we also make up our own words. So we insert whatever we're doing in that moment into the Katie Dobout song. So we figured, why not have it? Stick it on there. Yeah, make it our Wine and Shine intro. And... We hope you enjoyed the little surprise. Um, But yeah, Katie's been featured on Women's Health, Mind Body Green, Refinery 29. She's been featured on Glamour, The Huffington Post, just the works. So so we really hope you enjoy this episode with Katie. This is definitely one where you're going to want to have your journal and notebook ready. There are a lot of takeaways in this episode. But first, we want to talk about our new sponsor, Care of Vitamins, sponsoring the Wine and Shine podcast here. They build personalized daily vitamin packs with really honest ingredients and just great guidance on what those vitamins actually do for you. They're also considerably less expensive than a lot of what you'll find in your average drugstore or grocery store, and they have better ingredients, so they're less expensive and better for you. It's so easy to go online, you take a quick survey, and they build everything just for you. For example, I have Bacopa to help me with mental clarity, some anxiety stuff, garlic and fish oil that help with some heart things that I'm kind of trying to be proactive about because they run in my family. A probiotic, we won't get into my digestion, but <laughs> that's in there. It's all built based on what I took, you know, probably just what, Nina, like two minutes to fill oh my out gosh. the survey. Yeah, I took the survey and yeah, less than five minutes yeah. for sure. And they gave me a huge list of things that I could take to help supplement my needs. Yeah. So you get your personal recommendations. You get these adorable little daily packs with your names on them. Yeah, it comes with like a little smiley face and your name. It's very (laughs) encouraging. Like you will want to take these vitamins. It's super encouraging. And they're just a really honest company. Yep, very transparent in what's in their ingredients. Their ingredients are are much better source than, like I mentioned earlier, a lot of others that you'll find. So you can actually go to their website, takecareof.com. We highly encourage to you to fill out your little survey, see what they come up with for you. And if you want to get 50% off your first month subscription of the service, just use the code SHINE and that will take 50% for you. So thank you, Care Vitamins. We're so excited to be partnering with companies like you. And now let's get talking to Katie Dalebout. 
Hey. Hi, Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. I don't think you know how excited I am for this conversation right now. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited too. I know. I told Liz I'm totally fangirling over here. I need to contain myself. I actually personally have to thank you because I think your podcast is the first one that Nina listened to. Like that's what mm-hmm. got you started, right? It is. Yeah. And so then she's like, we should do a podcast. So technically you started it. So. You really did. <laughs> oh, you guys. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. Of course. My friend Kelly has been listening to you for a long time. And my husband does, that's what he does is he produces podcasts. And so he'd been telling oh, me to cool. listen to podcasts forever. And I just never did. I don't know why. Because it came from him. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Probably because it was his thing and like his line of work. And I was just like, okay, yeah, I'll listen. And he listened to them all the time. And I probably thought it was annoying. And then when my right. friend Kelly was like, you need to listen to this girl, Katie Dillbout's podcast. It's all about the things you love. I was like, okay. So I tried and I honestly, I've been hooked ever since. And then from you, I found all of the other podcasts I listened to. And like, I would kind of start following some of the guests that you would have that I really connected with. And I feel like now I am, I mean, I'm obviously podcasting now. So you really are, you really are the start of the Wine and Shine podcast. Oh, you guys, this is amazing. (laughs) I'm so excited. Yeah, we are too. So did you just get back from LA today or yesterday? I feel like I saw that on your story. Oh yeah, my gosh. I took the red eye in. So I got in at like 6 a.m. this oh morning, gosh. our time, but like my body's time because I was on LA time. Yes. That was like 3 a.m. And then by the time I got like home to my house, it was like 7. And I like had to work. So I just like slept for three, got in bed. I like wore my pajamas on the plane because I was like, I'll sleep on the plane. It'll be so cozy. But it um, it wasn't that cozy. I but, never um, can't. I'm planes. I can't. Me either. Yeah. I'm terrified to fly, so I'm just like gripping my seat the whole time. Oh really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I I don't I don't get scared um, anymore. I didn't as a kid. I was like a really frightened. Like I was super afraid of flying as a child, like a really little kid. Like one time, my family was like. We're, we've got tickets to Greece. We're going to Greece. And I freaked out because I was like, I don't know how to go on a plane. I can't go. I was like freaking out. And then they were like, it's the musical. And it's like coming to <laughs> Oh my God. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you were panicking and it was not oh, even I was flying. totally panicking. Yeah. I was, re- I was like a really frightened child of flying. But then, yeah, I think I just like do it so much now mm-hmm. that I'm, I've gotten to be good at it. But um, I don't know. There are moments like get last night on the plane it got super turbulent and I was just like, Oh, we might be going down right now. That might be what's happening with that. (laughs) And I was just like, yeah, not my favorite. The same thing happened to us. It was on our way home from, we just got back from LA a few weeks ago, actually. And it was amazing. And I loved it so much, but we were flying back in through Chicago and it was so windy and just turbulence-y, if that's a word. I don't know. Turbulence. Yeah, and I yeah, had the yeah. same thought. I was like, I might die right now. And I'm usually pretty okay on planes, but I'm telling you, if the plane is shaking, I feel like every terrible thought that could go through my head goes through my head. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a time where that happens. Like, I, I went to Hawaii for the first time this fall, this winter, I guess, December. And I spent the entire flight from LA to Hawaii 
working. I was like, got bought the internet and I was mm-hmm. really, really like productive and I was getting things done. And then like towards the end of the flight, it got really turbulent, like really, really bad. Where like, you know how when it gets really bad, you kind of look at, or I always look at the flight attendant. Yep. Cause I'm yeah, like, yeah, they're okay. I do too. Yeah. I'm like, if they're okay, then this is fine. But they if they scared. look scared, then like, you know, so I was like, Oh no. So I look at them and they look scared and like they took their seats and they put down their magazines. And I was like, you know what? I'm going, this plane is going to go down. (laughs) You were just talking about it. Yeah. And I was just like, I was working. I was like, I should have been like journaling or like telling people I loved them or doing anything. But I was like answering stupid emails, you know? (laughs) What Um, a way to go. And I just kind of like put things, yeah. Yeah. It kind of put things into perspective. Like, you know, life's plane, so to speak, could go down at any second. So I don't know, maybe don't work so hard is was the lesson. I there. love that. <laughs> Hidden lessons in yeah. everything. Liz, I feel like when we went to China, the plane, remember the plane was so bad that we all thought we were going to oh, die. Yeah, we and people were throwing up and the like you said the attendants had taken their seats and we landed at an angle. Like one wheel hit like one side of the plane landed before the other. We flew from Xi'an to Beijing. We both went to China on a college trip. And when we got to the Beijing airport, like, the, do you remember the roof was like blowing off of yeah, the airport? Yeah, I think I tried to block out that memory, mm. honestly. I was crying hysterically. Yeah. A lot of people were. Yeah. But we're alive and we're yeah, here we're today. Here. And I guess the yeah, other lesson is, <laughs> the other lesson is in that is it's never as bad after it's over. Like you get all anxious and worried. And then afterwards you're like, oh, why did I express and expend yeah. all of that energy? I'm alive in here and well. Yeah, it's a waste of the cortisol, I always say. Yeah. Definitely. Well, I guess we just had a really fun conversation about airplanes, but our listeners know nothing about you. Actually, to be honest, our listener base probably knows a lot about they you. They actually do. Because I feel like if they listen to us and they know us, and we actually shoot shout you out a lot on the podcast. Oh, you guys, that's <laughs> so nice. I want to know about you guys. So how long have you been doing this podcast? And you guys are in Ohio? Yeah. Yeah. Since October, yep. right? Here in Columbus. And you um, guys are in Columbus? Mm-hmm. Yes. We know Simi. We interviewed Simi, who you are really say, good friends with. Yeah. She's like my best friend. She's <laughs> a gem. Like, that's the only word I can use. Yes. To just, like, just a darling. I know. She really is. Like, any anybody, I'm wary of anyone who, you know, there, there's no one. But if anyone didn't like Simi, like, I would, don't trust them. Yeah. How don't could you not? I don't them. know. <laughs> <laughs> she is just um, an amazing bright light and, like, someone I'm so grateful to have in my life. I'm so grateful to have met her. And it's funny because we've told this story on the podcast before, but we'll just brief it quickly. But we were listening to your podcast. Stranded on the side of the road <laughs> uh-huh. with a flat tire. And it was this the episode that you and Simi were in. I think it was your second one. And we were just loving it. What I, I forget the, the topic of combo now. Um, but it might have been about pregnancy. Yeah. Because I think I had her on. To, she had a dip, very challenging pregnancy. And I wanted her to come on to A, remember it for herself. Yeah. And, and, and B, to like help other people feel less alone. And that episode I love so much. It was such a good episode. And the way you two just connected with each other 
me and Liz were geeking out about it. We're like, this this is so similar to our style. We love this. And we also were like, Let, let's look up Simi. Like I usually do if I really connect with someone on anybody's podcast. I was like, oh, let's see if we can reach out to them on social and media. And she was here. And then I realized <laughs> when I did that, that she was mutual friends with um, one of my really good friends, Alexa, and her friend, Emily Lanham. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then later I was like, we were at the same wedding. I was like, we were both at Emily's wedding in Colorado and I had no idea. And so at that point I had originally oh reached God. out to her because I was interested in health coaching. So I was going to talk to her about that. Yeah. Um, but then we developed the podcast mm-hmm. and I was like, I wonder if she would be a guest. And so that's how that whole right. relationship got established. And I've loved her ever since. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's really cool. I, I love her too. She's just, like you said, fantastic. And what a small world. And I actually, I think I met the person that wedding that you went to once with Simi. At really? <laughs> yeah. crazy. Like the first time I visited Simi. Yeah, it probably, and Emily just moved from Columbus to Colorado, I think a year ago yeah. now. So, yeah. oh my gosh, isn't she so sweet too? Everybody that, I feel like that whole group of people are just so nice and so caring. Everyone I've met through Simi and her husband, Tim, have just been delights. They have all been delightful, darling people that I like want to be friends with. They just attract good people. And I'm sure this is like, this is like riveting podcast banter. This is kind of like inside Columbus. <laughs> yeah. And I don't even live there. But <laughs> I love but it any, though. Yeah. We can just geek out for the entire hour on how much we love Simi. Yeah. Six <laughs> degrees of Simi Bodish. <laughs> exactly. Just and a whole you've podcast. been listening to the Simi podcast. <laughs> Welcome. We hope you <laughs> Where enjoy. Where we share all our thoughts and feelings about how much we love this person. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so amazing. Well, next time, next time I visit her, next time I visit her, I'll have to see you guys too. Oh my yeah, gosh. We sure. would Meet love you in that. Person. We can go get a juice and a protein bite at Alchemy. Done. Done. I, I actually have not had any of their donuts, and I hear those are pretty amazing. Donuts? Mm-hmm. They are fantastic. The last time I was there, I they had like a pumpkin one, and mm. they were fresh out of the oven, so they were warm. Oh. And we shared them. But it's pretty funny because Tim, Simi's husband, is like, yeah, they're good, but they're not donuts. They're like healthy Well, because they're gluten-free and vegan. <laughs> Because it's a yeah, vegan. Yeah, yeah. Well, not everything there is vegan, I don't think. No, actually, I think it is. We've been there a couple times yeah. and now I can't remember offhand, but either way, they're they're good. Yeah. <laughs> My expectation for cookies, donuts, like whatever they are now is way different now that I look for healthy alternatives. Uh-huh. Like I would be like, yeah, it's a donut. Totally. Like, yeah. So tell our listeners a little bit about your story. I know you have a podcast and you, you're the big journaling guru and you have a book out and just give them a little background story. Oh, thanks, guys. Well, you know, I always say that like I'm definitely not a guru. I'm <laughs> I'm just a journaling enthusiast or journaling cheerleader at something, you know, I enjoy and love. And I started a blog when I was in college called The Wellness Wonderland. And I started that because I loved reading blogs. I had a job in college. Um, I I was in the journalism school and in the journalism school building, there was like a spot where you rented out camera equipment and like just equipment to students. And I worked at that desk, like answering technology questions, which I didn't know. So basically it was like (laughs) 
time for me to like work on my computer. And so I read a lot of blogs, fashion blogs, food blogs, lifestyle blogs. And I talked about blogs so much and I was really into wellness at the time, more from a physical perspective. But I was so into these things that I, I was talking to my boyfriend at the time about it incessantly. And he was a graphic is a graphic designer and a web designer and he was like, well, you could do that and built me a website. And next thing I know, I had a blog, which was amazing. And I had like three tumblers before that. So I was, I was very into like sharing things and curating things that I liked images and words and quotes. And just, I liked collaging things together and sharing them. And so that was before Instagram. And so, yeah, so I, I had these three different tumblers and I ended up, you know, kind of putting it together into this blog called the Wellness Wonderland, which was like an umbrella for term for, you know, everything I was into. And mm-hmm. it kind of grew. And then I ended up after college getting involved in, you know, I moved away and I was teaching yoga and I was working and I was bliss. I was sitting a lot of time alone and I was listening to a lot of podcasts and I really liked them. And kind of the same thing happened as when I started the blog where I was like, I could do that. And so the same thing happened. Like I didn't know how to like technically do it, but the same boyfriend kind of figured it out for me, which I'm very grateful for. And like yeah. bought me a microphone and like got it on iTunes. And I was like, oh, sweet. I was podcast. <laughs> and this was 2013, like pre-serial. Oh yeah. Early 2013. Like this is a long time ago. No one knew what podcasts were. So I was asking, you know, these guests who were like, to me, really a big deal to come on my podcast that was nothing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but they said yes, because they were kind of like, oh, it's on iTunes. It must be a big deal. And like, it, anybody can do it. But like, it was just kind of niche then. How did you come across podcasts in 2013? You said you were listening to a lot of them. What made you stumble yeah. upon them? That's a good question. I'm trying to think. I mean, I remember the first ones I listened to. It's a great question. I have actually no idea. I think the podcasting app just came on my phone and I really loved, and I think, I think my boyfriend was listening to them Mm -hmm. or he like got me into audible. So I was listening to audiobooks and I've always loved, like I'm an auditory learner. So I love that. And so I think I probably just like that. And you know, my mentor Gabrielle Bernstein. Oh my gosh. This is how I think it happened. Nina talks about Gabby Gabby Bernstein on every episode. I do. And I don't even mean to. I just, for some reason, it's like her voice like speaks to me. I I say something about her on every episode or I, a quote that she has said or something I've read in one of her recent books. I also loved the interview you had with her about her latest book on your podcast. And she's just so true. I just love her. Okay, keep going. Yeah, she's great. She's great. And she was was a big deal for the podcast too because she was one of my first guests ever. And now she's done the podcast like three or four times. I have to go back and listen to those older episodes. Yeah, listen to the first one. It's it's super cute because it's it's me being really young. You know, like I, this was like four years ago. I was like 22, 23 years old. And um, I was just kind of totally fangirling to Gabby and it was, and she was just like, you're adorable, but like, please just talk to me like a human. Like it was, it's kind of cute. But, I can't um, wait to listen. Yeah. 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 And that's a whole nother conversation of like, we make people so special and really like, you know, Gabby's great, but she's just a human, just like yep. everyone else. And mm-hmm. I'm just, I've had to relearn that, that lesson again and again and again, the more like, 
people I have on that I get, you know, really starstruck by or intimidated by. And, you know, it's, that's a whole nother thing we can mm-hmm. talk about if you want, but I guess to like kind of land the plane about the other thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think Gabby's early lectures from like 2008 were on iTunes, like in the podcasting app, they were just there. And I was working with a therapist who recommended them to me and she, or just not those lectures, but she just recommended Gabby's books and work Mm -hmm. to me. And I was like, okay, cool. You know, I'll go and find what I can to listen to. And her first book wasn't on Audible. So I was like, oh, what's on? I was trying to like look up audio things. And I think I saw her early lectures in iTunes. And so I started listening to those. And then from there, I like listened to other podcasts. And I think that's kind of how it started. So that I never really like tracked it back to how I've like found yeah. podcasts in 20, early 2012. That was like 2012, actually. They started listening oh to podcasts. Because I remember like walking around campus in college listening to them. Yeah. Anyway. So I'm so jealous that you that. started so early. I yeah, wish I'm I would trying have. trying to make up old ground. Yeah. Like, catch up on stuff. It's really cool. I think yeah. a lot of people will even say to us or something like you're thinking of all of these concepts and and you're not even 30 yet. And I was like, I feel like I wish I would have thought of them earlier. Like I I feel like I've just gotten into this work in the past couple of years and it would have been so helpful in college. Mm-hmm. And like you were, I even yeah. want to go back to what you were saying with making people special. Like I know when mm-hmm. you first got on the phone, I'm like, I'm totally fangirling right now. But like, when I started the, when we started the podcast, even our first couple of guests that we had mm-hmm. or like Cody working with certain people and I'll get super excited about them. And then I meet people in person and I have this whole feeling of, oh my gosh, they are just a person. Like yeah. uh, you, and you put yourself beneath them, but really we're all here trying to accomplish and do the same things. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That first episode that I mentioned with Gabby um, on my podcast, we, we talk about this a lot and she talks about it in all of her books of like yeah. in romantic relationships, making people special. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've done that and I do that all the time. And it like, I can talk about this further, but like I had on the podcast this past year, someone also from Columbus, Josh, Josh Radner. Oh yeah. yeah. I, also love that episode so much because I, number one, am, am obsessed with um, How I Met Your Mother. Me and Cody used to watch that oh, all okay. of the time. And then I cool. need to ask, I need to find the vi- the videos you talk about that he has directed. I have not seen those yet. And I know that once I do, I'm just going to fall in love with them. Yeah, because I've actually never seen How I Met Your Mother, but I loved him for his movies. I need to do that. I need to watch those movies. But yeah, no, I love that episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was just going to say about it that, you know, I felt really grounded. And I mean, <laughs> if you listen to it, you can, you're probably like, no, you don't. You sound like a total fan girl. And there are moments where I'm kind of like, oh, this was my dream podcast guest. And he's like coming on my little dinky podcast. Like, this is crazy and cool. And then, but mostly my anxiety around it wasn't really that I made him special because once I started talking to him, it kind of just dissolved. And I was like, oh, this is another human being from the Midwest who's like into the same things as me. Yeah, he's really successful. Yeah, he's really creative. Yeah, his movies meant a lot to me. And his work is really meaningful to me. But he's also like just a human being that makes mistakes. And like, I think I relate to him again. Like I relate to you guys and Simi, like he's Midwestern. And he like is polite. And like, he's a nice 
guy, you know? And so anyway, so I, which is why he agreed to do my freaking podcast, you know? Oh and gosh. so I, he doesn't get anything from that. And so I think like the, the reason I had anxiety during it wasn't because I was fangirling for him, which it would have been if I had done it a year ago mm-hmm. or two years ago. But I think I kind of, healed a little bit that in my brain of like making people special and like knowing that that's damaging. I'm sure I did it some, but the most thing I was like anxious about with that was like, my podcast is really long and I didn't know how long I had him for. And I didn't, I just didn't want it to be like, you know, an hour in and I didn't get to ask any of the things I wanted to ask. You know? <laughs> yeah, you wanted to make sure, like, the moment you had him, you had asked him everything yeah, you wanted totally, to ask him. Totally, totally. So that was kind of where I was, like, in my head with it. But other than that, I was really proud of that conversation. And, like, people still talk about that conversation and tweet about that conversation. And I'm just happy that it happened. I was going to say, I commented on the Facebook group, the Let It Out Facebook group, when you interviewed him. Because, like I said... I have never seen the movies he's directed or any of that. I just knew him through the Mm -hmm. How I Met Your Mother and I knew he was from Columbus. And I was so into, I mean, he's so philosophical and like so spiritual. And I felt- so smart. Oh my gosh. I I forget how long the episode was. I think I, I know I listened to it on a couple trips to work and- I, like yeah, I got it's so like over two hours. Yeah, I got so much out of it. I just felt so good listening to it. And then when I would get to work, oh, I was on good. cloud nine. And you did not sound anxious. Mm. I really do not think. I love how excited you were Thank when you, you quoted him, like quoted his own quote. That was one <laughs> yeah, of my favorite parts of the episode. Yeah, just like when Harry met Sally. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I loved that episode too. And and whenever I hear his voice, there's something about his voice. Like he's a big spirit, like, you know, how Gabby used to be for me. Like he's one of my biggest spiritual teachers and um, his work, like I said, is really meaningful to me, not just his creative work and, and not just his acting, but more his writing. Like he mm-hmm. has a email list and he curates things, links and... Um, you know, articles and things that have really been helpful to me and his interviews. And I think he's just someone, you know, who's woke to things. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know, like, how I feel about using that term, but um, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> just what, what kind of, what I can only think of to describe him right now, I guess. But, but yeah, I mean, I think when you find someone's work who translates concepts in a way that you understand and can kind of go right in without a filter, you should follow them. And, mm-hmm. and when I hear him interviewed by other people, I always feel like you did when you got to work. I'm like, oh, that, that put me in the in a good mood. And he was recently interviewed on Dan Harris's podcast, which I also love. It's called 10% Happier. And oh yeah, I've downloaded I really it. Liked, yeah, I really liked that, that conversation as well. And anyway, I think it's just when people are real and people are vulnerable and people are themselves, you know, that's what speaks to me. And I think that's what speaks to human beings. And that's what I try to do in my work. And when I'm being interviewed on other people's podcasts, or I'm doing my podcast, and I'm just trying to be myself and be better at being myself, which is something Josh said on on my podcast, I think is like his work is about people, good people trying to become better at being themselves, I think is how he said it. And I think that's why his movies resonate with me because they're not about perfect people or super super imperfect characters either. They're just average characters, average people 
becoming better at being themselves. And that's what I find interesting because that's what I find relatable. Completely. I think that's because that's what we're all trying to do. I think every single person on this planet is trying to better themselves in some way. I mean, when we're unhappy, we're always actively trying to find what we can do to be happy or what we can do to improve ourselves. So when you hear other people being real, it's like, oh my gosh, I can connect and resonate with you completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, I don't know, I'm kind of over self-help and bettering myself because I think that inherently says that like, something's wrong with us, right, how yeah. we are. And I mean, I used to be, and I still am, I, I still love a good self-help book as much as the next guy, but I've I've kind of come to terms with like, you don't have to do everything perfectly and clasping onto these things that we think will better ourselves aren't really going to help us. They might in the short term, but then we'll end up feeling bad about ourselves in the long term, mm-hmm. just like a diet would, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think what he's saying and what I really have kind of, oriented my life towards now is just, I'm not trying to be better. I'm just trying to be better at being myself. So it's more about self-awareness and it's more about getting to know myself better, which I think when you're, when we're in our twenties, like we're changing so quickly and we're becoming the people that we are, we're literally developing into like our adult selves and learning so much. And I think we're really, I'm, I'll speak for myself. Like I'm really malleable to concepts and just things that are helpful. So, you know, I think it's a time of self-awareness, which is kind of brings me back to journaling, which is why I, I think journaling is such a, you know, invaluable tool because it helps me to get to know myself better and like knowing myself better, having that self-awareness, that's like, you can't change without awareness. And, you know, sometimes change is the goal. Sometimes it's not. But like just knowing yourself better can bring your awareness to your relationships and to your creativity and to your career. And like you can't do any of that without first knowing yourself. Definitely. That's a really good point. So how, I guess, in regards to journaling... Like, what would you recommend for someone maybe that hasn't started that process yet? Like, they don't feel like they have a good grasp of themselves and they want to get to know themselves better. Like, what kind of routine has worked for you in journaling or best practices, I guess, you, if you will? Yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, I wrote a book of 55 of them, basically. <laughs> My book is literally all about this. It came out last year, literally about a year ago. April 5th, 2016. Not an important fact, but that is the day that it came <laughs> it out. It is that date. <laughs> yeah, that is the day. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's it's really interactive. It's 55 journaling exercises and journaling prompts for exactly what you said. And the whole beginning is kind of my story and how I had an eating disorder and this helped me. And then I was like, oh, it can help with all sorts of other things too, like relationships and also body image and also career and also creativity and Anyway, so I wrote a book about it, which was really cool. And, but, you know, whether people get my book or not, I think all you have to do is there's like a couple ground rules, which I talk about in the book. It's like, you know, I wrote the book because so many, I was recommending this to people and they were all like, oh, well, you know, I don't have time to journal or I'm not a writer. I wouldn't have anything to say. And I realized that like, I'm also not really a writer and I didn't really have anything to say. But for some reason, I found this cathartic and it gave me relief. So I think people should try it. And here is the main rule is just to do it without judgment. 
it's writing without judgment. And if anyone's listening or if you guys are familiar with Julia Cameron's The Artist's Way, Morning Pages. Mm-hmm. Actually, I've heard of Morning Pages. Yeah. So the first, the first book in my, in my, or the first tool in my book is really based on Julia Cameron's Artist's Way's Morning Pages, which are essentially, you know, stream of consciousness writing first thing in the morning is how, you know, she instructs doing it, but it can really be done at any time of day. But it's essentially writing out your thoughts and feelings in real time without judgment, Mm -hmm. without editing, and just getting them out of your head and onto the page. And I think, you know, doing that, that like emotional purge kind of takes the thoughts that we have swirling around in our mind. And we have over 60,000 thoughts a day. Oh my God. So to get those out of our head, Right. And like a lot of them are repeat thoughts. So we think the same things on repeat and like on default and we're not even aware of our thinking. Sometimes I catch myself doing that. And I like, Mm -hmm. I've been obsessing over this thought for so long. It does not serve me one bit. And it's been taking up my, my brain space. And it's just amazing. Like, like you said, so many thoughts that go through our head that we're not even like clued into. Right. Yeah. So just writing down your thoughts and finding that awareness is is really helpful for A, getting to know yourself and then B, trying to maybe change those thoughts Mm -hmm. that aren't serving you. And the reason why that's important, I can just go through this quickly. This is like kind of some high level concepts. Um, Abraham Hicks is this, it's a whole nother story, but like something that's another big spiritual teacher of mine. But this is why our thoughts are so important. And why knowing what they are and not thinking on default is so important because I believe our thoughts create our reality and our Mm -hmm. thoughts dictate what our life is. And, you know, if if anyone's familiar with Abraham or the law of attraction, like this is kind of how that works. So like the best way I've been able to describe it to people who have no idea what it is or kind of have heard of it and maybe don't really understand. Like I believe the law of attraction is basically, it's just a big trick to help you feel good. Like it's it's honestly just a big trick Mm -hmm. because your thoughts, this is how it works if you like work backwards. Like, you know, we have a thought, right? And our thoughts dictate our emotions. So if you have a a thought that, which are our feelings, right? Feelings, Mm -hmm. emotions, whatever, same thing. If you have a thought that's like, you're you're terrible, right? Then you're going to feel probably sad, depressed, those are going to be your emotions, right? And then you feel that in your body. So then your actions happen based on your emotions and what you're feeling. So if you're feeling sad and depressed, what are your actions likely going to be? Like nothing, maybe staying in bed, maybe, you know, feeling just like sitting in that feeling and your action won't be anything productive, right? Mm-hmm. And then your actions become your life, right? So if you if we take that the other way and your thought is like, I'm wonderful, I'm a badass, I'm things are gonna be okay, you know, everything happens for real, whatever. If you have a positive thought, then your feeling, your emotion might be, I am happy, or your emotion might be like contentment even. And have coming from a place of contentment, your actions might be productive. You know, it might Mm -hmm. be, oh, I'm going to go to that class or, oh, I'm going to go on a walk or I'm going to send that email or I'm going to like ask that person on a date. And then that action becomes your life. So 
that's why our thoughts are important, right? If you look backwards, like that's why we attract things to us. That's why our thoughts become things. Cause it's, it's, and when you break it down like that, it's like, oh yeah, of course. Like anybody who's like super practical can, you know, I was explaining that to my, to my boyfriend who like didn't like, not didn't buy it, but just was kind of not even skeptical, but just kind of like not into the stuff about like it, maybe. All. Yeah. And I just like explained it like that. And he's like, oh, yeah, of course. Like if I'm feeling shitty, I'm not going to take action and then I'm not going to be happy. And it's like a positive feedback loop, you know? It makes um, so much sense. It's so obvious you almost miss it inherently. Exactly. Like it's so basic and something that everyone should be just, should just be born being like, duh, that's that's a thing that you just miss it. Yes. Well, and I've noticed that I think unless you, I feel like what happens is it isn't until you get the emotion and the feeling that you believe it. Because I think the hardest mm-hmm. spot is number one, catching the thought, which again, meditation has been the thing that has helped me so much with that. But catching the thought and then knowing that you have the power to change it. Mm-hmm. What do you say to those people who really feel like this is my, na- it's my natural reaction to think negatively, or it's my natural reaction to have these thoughts that I don't want. What do you say to them in that sense uh i would say me too because it is, <laughs> it is isn't it human too. nature it's everybody's i yeah. think a lot of people that's yeah. our default yeah yeah especially like you know there i have moments where i'm kind of what gabby would call like living in the light or i'm like in the flow or like things are going my way and yeah. i'm getting green lights i'm getting the parking spot and like my relationship is great and i'm feeling good in my body and work is good and you know there there are moments like that there are weeks like that Mm -hmm. there are days like that but there are also days where like I feel really shitty about myself or I like have a pimple that hurts or like my hair looks bad or like somebody like sent me a weird text or you know whatever and like I can let that spiral and I can let that fester or I can catch it and be like okay Yes, I got a, couldn't find a parking spot. Yes, that made me late. But am I going to make the entire day bad because of it? Or am I going to be like, that happened. Let's shift. Yeah. Let's pivot. Let's not go down this rabbit hole. And let's choose a better thought. Let's choose the best thought I can in the, in the moment. Because this is something I learned from Abraham Hicks. But basically, if it's like, you can't... They, they talk about this as like, you can't go from there to there. Like, you can't climb too many steps at once. So it's like, if something really bad happened in your life, you can't be like, everything's great. Everything's amazing. You can't reach for that thought. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But maybe you can say, you know, yesterday was horrible, but today is better and start there, you mm. know, instead so of like, I'm amazing. I'm the queen of the world. Right. Like that you're, cause your brain's going to see that thought and be like, lie. All right. right. That's lie. Yeah. I don't, that's not going to be helpful and it's not going to work. So if you can just kind of like, take it up one notch and not, you know, one step at a time is, is essentially the concept I'm saying. Like, don't try to go too much at once. And then from that place, you can start to improve. And so, I don't know, I have this affirmation that I call like my all-purpose affirmation. It's from Louise Hay. And she, and people can like write this down. I know it's in my book somewhere, but it's just all is well. Everything is working out for my highest good. Mm-hmm. Out of this situation, only good will come and I am safe. So it's all is well. Everything is working out for my highest good. 
out of this situation, only good will come and I am safe. And for me, I use that affirmation all the time. Like I just kind of have it on on repeat in my mind. So it's like, it's become one of those default thoughts of mine. And the reason why Louise Hay says it works is because she says to use it when like something negative is happening. And to bring this back to like the beginning of the conversation with the plane, like last night when the plane was so turbulent and I was so tired and I was just like kind of scared, I said <laughs> that in my mind. And, you know, and I've also done it when it's like, oh, I sent their email to the wrong person yeah. or like, you know, when you get that like feeling in the pit of your stomach, like that's when to say this affirmation because Louise Hay says the first thing it does is it it calms you because it's like all is well. That's all your brain wants to know. So your cortisol can like cortisol levels can like calm. You can like breathe and like all is well. And then everything is working out to my highest good. That like gives time for the universe to like act up and be like, all right, even this situation, only good will come. Like that's that part of the affirmation. Like only good will come. Even this like really, really bad negative situation that in the moment seems terrible. (laughs) Good is going to come from this because don't you know that like sometimes in life, like a really bad thing can lead to like, oh, good thing that actually happened because if I would have parked there, like I would have gotten shot or I don't know, it's kind of dramatic. (laughs) Or if I would have like, you know, who knows, like I would have gotten a ticket or whatever. Like you can just, you never know. In hindsight, think of, I always see that in what you said and I go, oh my goodness. If like, for example, I didn't get this job I wanted a couple years ago and looking Mm -hmm. back, um, it was so meant to be that I didn't get that job. And you can do that with anything. When I mean, I do with traffic, when I see a wreck all the time, I'm always in a rush to get somewhere all the time. And then I'll see a wreck. Like, I mean, not even a bad one, just an accident. And I'll be like, that, that could have been me. Like, I, if I would have left at any other time other than when I left, like maybe it's inconvenient. Maybe I'm late right now, but like, look at what could have happened. That's what exactly. I have Exactly, yeah. And so mm-hmm. I think that affirmation is so good because it kind of is like, all right, in the moment, it's hard for us to see that. Looking back, it's easy. But in the moment, it's so difficult. So that kind of calms you down and reminds you of that. So I don't know, write that in your iPhone or like memorize it because yeah. it's, it's a good one. I love that you shared that mainly because, well, first of all, when you were saying it, I felt calm. Better, yeah. I did. I really did. And I right? know I know that quote too. And it's so true. And the other thing I love that you've been expressing is that I think it's so comforting to know that everybody has the doubt days and everybody has the days where they're not feeling their best or they're feeling shitty about their body or whatever the case may be. They're just not feeling on top of their game. They're not in the flow. Mm -hmm. But I think like so often we feel like we're the only one that's not in the flow or we're the only one that's not on our game. And that's so not true. And I know, like you said, I'm really into the self-help books right now myself. And I think, and and you're kind of exiting away from that, you said. And you're so right where it makes you feel like you need to improve or you need to be better. And there's all these people doing things better than you and look at all this stuff that they know. But that's not true. Mm -hmm. Like everybody is going through the hard times. And that's why they're writing about it because they go through them and they are just giving a different perspective on how to get out of them. So I love that you said that. And you know this and you know, like you are the guru. That's what Gabby would tell you. That's what I'm going to tell you. Like you can read all the self-help books in the world, but like you are the expert on yourself 
And, you know, like have it, like Gabby is a very famous self-help book author and I've gotten to know her as a person. And that woman is amazing and I love her and I'm so grateful for her in so many ways. But at the end of the day, like she's just, and she's more, like, I'm not saying anything that she hasn't already said. Like she's just a human being and she writes about her human experience. (laughs) Like, even though she's this, you know, really famous self-help book author, like she still has bad days. And, and, you know, for me, like, I was like, as soon as I write a book and I I wanted Hay House to be my publisher because it's Gabby's publisher. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, when I was younger, I wanted to be the next Gabby Bernstein. And (laughs) and now that's not my goal at all. Like, I just want to be myself, you know? But, um, when, when I was younger, that was it. And like, that happened. Like I got, not that I was her and I never will be and no one could be, Mm -hmm. but I did get to write a book with her writing the foreword and Hay House, her publisher is my publisher, which was a huge dream of mine. And it happened. And you want to know what happened to me? What? When I saw nothing. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely nothing. Nothing happened. Like I thought when I would go into Barnes and Noble and see my book, you know, it was cool. Like my mom thought it was cool, you know, but like it was- You weren't a different person. You were still you. Exactly. All my problems didn't go away. Like, I think I put a post on Instagram, like, at the, because it's been exactly a year since the book came out. And I was like, ah, that's funny. I thought April 5th, 2016 would be like, because I knew that date for so long that it was like in my mind. And it came and it went. And I did the book tour and the book is out there. And yeah, I'm proud of it. And it happened. And, you know, but I moved on. It's like, okay, what's next? And like, all my problems didn't magically go away. Like, I just, they're just there, you know, and you just have to like, we think these, we need these things. We think we need the relationship or we think we need the body or we think we need the house or the car or the career or the book deal or whatever it is. But really like those things are going to come. And, you know, I think Jim Carrey has this quote where he's like, I wish everyone would get rich and famous so they would realize that, you know, it doesn't bring you happiness, essentially. Mm -hmm. He says it more eloquently, but like, that's essentially the gist of it. And not that I've like had super extreme success or anything, but like, you know, I think I just realized that and I don't know how to do it because I haven't, I'm not enlightened. I don't do this all the time, but I'm realizing that contentment and happiness isn't from living in the city you want to live in or, Mm -hmm. you know, having the boyfriend you want to have or, girlfriend or kids or whatever it's you have to build that up inside of yourself and I don't know exactly how to do it but on the days when I do and I get that like combination right you know of mm-hmm. like enough time with friends and enough time by myself and eating the things that make me feel good and like doing good creative output like I'm like oh yeah I'm I'm okay this is how you this is how to be a person in the world. <laughs> like, I can feel okay about myself, but it has nothing to do with outside circumstances. It's all inside myself. And a lot of times with getting like the end result that you're looking for, in your case, like let's say it's like the book, you never even mm-hmm. really often know that tr- there's no way to know the true impact that you have. Like for instance, our podcast, I mean, yeah. if you want to like really boil it down based on what we were talking about at the beginning, like, our podcast has started a lot because of things that you said and we're talking to people and influencing lives Mm -hmm. because like you never really have a true understanding of your place in the world. And so how can you 
look at these milestones as like, I did this, now I win. Because mm-hmm. you don't really know what they bring. Well, and the whole time you were talking, I felt like I was like vibrating because I wanted to interject <laughs> so many times because I... Oh my gosh. Good willpower. Yeah, it was really hard. Like Liz is probably over here like, it's so hard for her not to interrupt because I loved everything you said. And I'm learning that so much. I think it's because I'm in the process of learning that right now. And that's why that whole spiel you said resonated with me so much is that it's really about knowing yourself and and being self-aware and discovering who you are. It's not about the book. It's not about where you move to. It's not about getting married. It's not about having the kids. Like all of those things are wonderful and beautiful and shape things who you are. in life. And they do, they shape who yeah. you are. But like, for sure, I've read somewhere, I think I heard it on a podcast. If it's something that can get taken away from you, then that's something you can't put all of your life into if that makes sense. So it has to come from intrinsically inside of you, like something that you can't take away from yourself. Like that is you and that's what is important. And that's what makes you happy and what you need to revolve around. Does that make sense? It does. And it's like, wouldn't it be so much easier though, if it was about like, if we could just eat a pill or if we could just like get the thing, you know, if it it was about like getting the thing, if, if like a book deal made you happy, like, oh my God, that'd be great. I'd be done. You know, but it doesn't. And it's like, oh, having, you know, the number one podcast, I don't have that, but if I did, <laughs> like, it wouldn't make me happy, you know? Right. And you it'd can't be cool appreciate and, like, it feel if free, you just... But like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, it, I think it would, I wish that it wasn't uncomfortable, but it is. Like, it's uncomfortable to grow and it's uncomfortable to get to know yourself and it's uncomfortable to like feel your feelings. That's been a big like theme of my past year of like actually being with yourself. And and that's why, you know, people are hesitant to journal. It's it's not really, you know, that they don't think they're a writer. It's that they don't want to just sit and be with themselves. Because when you actually ask yourself what you're thinking, then it becomes real. And when you write it down, it feels more real. And it's like putting that mirror up in your face and actually asking you to, to look at something. And sometimes it can be like, you know, when you get a cut looking at blood and how it kind of scares you. Mm-hmm. Like it can kind of be like that because if you look at it, if you acknowledge it, then it's like, oh well, now I now I like see it. I should probably do something about and it. Now it's like I kind have of to opening that, that closet. Yeah, yeah. It's like opening that like messy closet of yours, and it's like if you don't open it, you can kind of forget it's there, and it can just kind of be there. But your body doesn't forget. Your body knows. Like if right. there's something inside that closet, it'll like, manifest. It, it does. Yeah, way. it manifests in a way, and I. It's just so, it's so hard to get started with what you're saying. But when you really start doing the work, like the end result, and I'm nowhere near, I mean, we're never at the end result. Like, let's be real. We're always- There's never an end. Yeah, there's never an end result. But putting a couple of the puzzle pieces together about yourself just feels so good when you start discovering who you are. Yeah, it it really does. And and it also, I, I will say, yes, it feels good. But also like- it's okay if it doesn't feel good because mm-hmm. I've had times where like sometimes it's like, I just feel like I have so far to go. Like I look at people who I really respect who just seem further along in this or a little bit more enlightened than me and like know that the, the I like kind of hate the word journey now with I feel like it's like overused, but like the journey, if you will, is so different for everyone. And it's not linear. Like Mm -hmm. I find for me, I go five steps forward and then four back a lot of days, but like, or weeks or whatever, but then I'm still one step ahead of where I started, you know? And sometimes it's like 
20 steps forward and you feel euphoric and amazing and then you take 10 back and that feels so bad. But it's like, wait, you're still 10 steps forward, you know, but you've like tasted what 20 steps feels like and you want that again, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's like, we're constantly moving forward and going back and learning and growing and forgetting again. And here's the thing, like, I forget this stuff all the time. Like, I forget that, you know, material wellness doesn't bring me happiness. And I forget that, you know, to focus on being present, because that's what all this is about. Like, you know, it's about being present, essentially what we've been talking about. And I forget that all the time. And I turn to my phone or I, you know, turn to food or I turn to, you know, social media or whatever, because I want to tap out. I want to cope instead of solve my problems. I want to, you know, essentially shutting that messy closet of feeling feelings, even if they're good ones. Sometimes like I'm feeling too good. I, I don't, like allow the joy in. Yes, you know? no, like, yeah, I, I, I deserve like, it. I, I know it exactly what you mean. Yeah, because I feel like I can't handle it. And it's like, no, 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 no. Just feel your feelings. Feel them fully. That's my worst thing is, well, I do both. I feel like I do both to the extreme. Like when I feel super great, and like you said, like you get the parking spot you want and then you get this friends coming and then you get this job offer and everything you want, it seems to be happening. It's like, then I start to shut mm-hmm. down that feeling for some reason. Yeah. And then I do the opposite with what you were just describing. Like when I get stuck in the wrong place, I just beat myself up over it. And I'm like, why am I not like this person? Or why can't I, like, why am I not in the flow? Like, what's wrong? And you just Mm -hmm. need to remember, like, feel that feeling. I love that. Just why are you feeling this way? And it's okay. We're all human. Like, we're going to have both of these days. We're going to have the great day and we're going to have the bad day. It's all on a spectrum. We don't have to be in one place all the time. Yeah. Like, we came here to earth, which is what I believe, to, like, feel these multitudes. Like, we came here to feel you know, like the richness of a broken heart and also the richness of like euphoric connection and happiness and both, you know, because you can't feel the one without having felt the other really. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's what makes life so sweet. And that's what makes life so complicated and interesting. And I don't, you know, this stuff is so, these concepts are kind of they're almost easy to talk about but really challenging to implement or at least for me you know oh, like yeah. what Absolutely. we're talking about is is presence and we're talking about non-attachment to outcomes to people to things to you know even to like being present we're talking about non-attachment to presence and it's like we can talk about it all day but like in the moment when you're feeling sad and you don't want to actually feel it because Mm -hmm. sometimes like we can't feel it in the moment it comes over us because maybe you're like on the subway or you're like in your car and like you've got to hold it together so we push it down we're like oh let's deal with that another time i'll feel that another time so we like push it down in ourselves which is fine because like we can't you know maybe we're at work or whatever and we have to hold it together but eventually you have to sit and feel that and you Mm -hmm. have to like journal about it you have to like listen to a song or you have to like talk to a therapist about it. You have to like process it because if we don't process it, like you said, it just kind of gets caught in our bodies and it gets caught in our mind and it holds us back yeah. and it becomes a negative thing. And so anyway, it's it's okay if you... Like I'm just kind of saying like all these things at the same time of like, you should really feel your feelings. And I'm also saying 
it's okay if you don't, you know, like, yeah. but eventually you should, you know, like I'm kind of saying, saying different things at the same time. You do you is the theme of our podcast. It really so. is. And I love that you said you should journal about it or you should see a therapist or you should do this. Like there's so many ways to feel the feelings and it comes when it's supposed to. That's something else I realized is like, it's never going to work if you force it, but there will be a time when you, it comes to you and you're like, you know what? I'm, I feel like right now I'm ready to process this. Like what is, what am I feeling? Mm-hmm. And it'll happen to yeah. you when it's supposed to happen to you, or you'll find the therapist when you're supposed to, or you'll pick up your pen and journal when it's the time to journal. I don't know if you said this in a podcast or where I, I feel like it was you, but I don't know. That and it's always made me feel really good. That if I feel like if I I need to just let it all out, let it out with Katie Dale, um, and I need to just write out the feelings, do that stream of consciousness. I can always burn that piece of paper. I can always rip it up and shred it and toss it away. Like you can feel the feelings and then let them go. Let them go and not have to feel like it's there forever and it's haunting you. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, there's a tool in my book that's like. I make you, because my book is kind of like a scavenger hunt for your mind. So it's like 55 tools of like different things. And one of them, I have you kind of do something like that to, to feel something and admit something. And because sh- I talk about shame and guilt and like mm-hmm. shame can't exist when it's shared. And I have you share it with, you know, first yourself, because you first have to get honest with yourself before you can feel safe to share it with someone else. And to be vulnerable with someone else is, everything and and so first you have to do it with yourself and so anyway like I have you do that and then like rip it up and flush it down the toilet and you know whatever when you take the pressure off of it to make sense or for anyone else to read it or that anyone else would find it and you know I think whether that's having something password protected on your computer Mm -hmm. or ripping it up and burning it or whatever it is like when you're really just kind to yourself and knowing that it's just for you, you can be more vulnerable and real. Like that's when you're journaling. Like if you're writing it for anyone else, like that's, that's great. But that's a blog post. That's a letter. That's an email. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like that's not journaling. Journaling is when it's just for you and you're not judging it and you're not editing it. Um, And yeah, you can sometimes take your journal entries and maybe you do want to share them or maybe they do become a conversation you have with someone or a, a blog post or a letter even, but for the most part, they're just for you and you have to kind of go into it with that, or you really won't get the same cathartic relief that you would, you know, it's, it's essentially, I said it in the book, but it's, it's self therapy, you know, it's, it's, and again, not saying disclaimer, like I love therapy as much as the next guy. I think everyone <laughs> should be in it, but you know, and this does not take the place of that, but it is helpful. i I'm just so happy that we have this conversation about the journaling aspect because I feel like I needed to remember everything you just told us. I just wrote a a blog post today for work about keeping a work journal. So this is all very timely. And I have to say, are there birds chirping in the background where you are right now? Yes, is I that love okay? it. I'm doing it's this making me so happy because it's beautiful out. <laughs> it's so wonderful, and this is super cheesy, but you know, I throw my universe in everywhere. The I universe can. sent birds. Um, no, I love <laughs> like birds are my thing for some reason. Like I'll see a oh, bird cool. flying, or I'll hear a bird chirping. It seems like at a moment, and throughout your whole conversation about Aww. feeling the feelings, like these birds were just chirping in the background, and I was like, "Oh, cool. hey, universe, thanks for that sign. Like this is amazing." Yeah, I've been noticing them all day. It feels like spring is actually here. It's like 
warm and lovely. <laughs> and like I said, I came home from LA kind of expecting it to be cold and so dark. Nice. And it was like really warm and nice. So I was grateful that we could do this outside. If you don't mind me asking and being super nosy, um, where you're in Michigan, right? Yes, I live in Detroit. Okay. I was wondering where you were. I knew you were from Michigan. I was like, I don't know where. So my husband and I go to... Michigan's like our vacation hotspot. They, they really were weird. to Michigan. Oh, I cool. still might move to Michigan yeah. one day. Um, we vacation. You yeah. I'm I'm moving on June 9th. Um, we'll just take over. I'll be here till then. <laughs> Come visit. Hey, yeah. What? yeah, yeah, yeah. You can. My apartment is like my favorite thing ever. And it's already rented, unfortunately. But I love Ew. it. I'm so sad to leave it. <laughs> no, we... Um, um, but... We yeah. did our honeymoon in Traverse City and we last summer oh, cool. we go back almost every year and then last summer we did Grand Rapids and went cabrewing and cool. it's wonderful. But I haven't done Detroit. Like I we actually through my job, like I have a client there and I've been there for work purposes, but like stay in a hotel, mm-hmm. do the work thing, leave, not like hanging out. So I have to go explore. I have family yeah, well, that lives in Detroit. If you Cool. Well, if you guys come, I can tell you my favorite spots and definitely favorite restaurants and just places I think you'll like. And I, I really, really love it here. And I'll always like be back here. I have so many friends here. So when I when I move, I'll be back and maybe we can hang out here too. I yeah. actually wanted to talk about your move because I, of course, I follow your podcast. And it's funny because it's Aww. kind of been our weird theme truthfully, since we started the podcast, Liz, yeah, moving. like our first episode was about moving. It was about moving downtown no versus the suburbs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh-huh. um, there was a moment like when Liz and Zach were thinking about moving to Michigan. And then me and Cody just left LA because we, and we talked about this on our latest podcast. So our listeners are kind of aware, but we were thinking about moving to LA and we were checking out locations and all of this, this stuff. And I've, had so much anxiety around moving. And I know that you have too. And so, and you said something on one of your latest podcasts where you're like, I know this might not be a big deal to some people, but it just is to me. And I'm like, Katie, that's me. Like, I know people that can pick up and move across the country and be completely fine. And that's Cody. And then there's me and I... I don't know if it's, it's the change or what it is. And it's just, it's so difficult for me. And I also resonated with something you said about like, it's hard for me to leave what I have that's good because what I have is Mm -hmm. good. And, but I also want new adventure and I also want new experiences. So I'm just curious, like what is going on with your move to New York? I know that you also really love LA, but can you talk to us a little bit about the move and these big changes that are happening? Sure. Yeah. 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 This is one of those opportunities where it's like, I am totally in this. I haven't like come to the other side of it. So this is very like fresh for me and probably kind of raw. So maybe in a year I'll have more like wisdom Mm -hmm. about this, but I can definitely tell you like in real time. I love that you're in the thick of it right now. (laughs) Yeah. 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 My friends um, here, they call that like when someone's going through it, we call that GTI. Like she was really GTI. So I'm totally GTI. I'm going to steal it. But yeah, Is it going great, through right? it? Going um, through it. GTI. Oh, oh my God. I'm like sitting here like, yeah. GTI, GTI. <laughs> what does yeah, that mean? It's, it's, it's a good one. But yeah, anyway, I'm very GTI with this. But I think I I read this thing once that said growth can't happen when you're comfortable. Yeah. And so I think that's, that was kind of my thing with this move of like, 
all right, I'm going to like flip my life upside down and there'll be a good life episode. Like I'll definitely, this will make things happen. This is interesting. Like if my, if my T, if my life was a TV show, like me staying in Detroit and living here forever and doing the same things, like it'd be fine. I might even be really happy, but like it might not be that interesting. Like this for sure, this move, like, cause I've never lived outside of Michigan. I've never lived outside of the Midwest. This like, sounds like my story. <laughs> This sounds exactly like yeah. my story. Yeah, like this will at least like shake things up and, yeah. and it will cause me to learn and, and hopefully grow. But then I actually like, hopefully I can say this to you guys. I don't think it's like too woo-woo and weird, but Never. I went to this like shaman healer person recently mm-hmm. and I was like telling her that exact thing and I was like, yeah, so I read this question. I'm like telling her about my move and like, I, I don't have an apartment yet. And I was like, I was like, I really need you to like help me manifest an apartment and blah, blah, blah. And uh, anyway, she was like, so I told her the whole like growth doesn't happen unless you're yeah. uncomfortable. And she was like, okay, Katie, okay. And she was like, if you want it to be that, fine. But like, why do you want to be uncomfortable? Why can't you grow and be comfortable? Why didn't you like tell the universe like, I would like these new experiences, but I also want to be comfortable while they happen. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh my God, you're right. Why am I like saying to the world? One or the other, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like it could be easy and it could be lovely and it could be, you know, whatever. And it, like, New York's a hard place to live. It's challenging. It's, there, it's, you know, it's going to be interesting for Mm -hmm. sure, but it doesn't have to be torture and it doesn't have to be terrible and it's not going to be. It's going to be great. And like, that's what I'm telling myself over and over again. And that's why I'm using that affirmation that Louise Hay won. And that's why I'm just like really trying to focus on the good. And oh my goodness, this is like bringing me back. It. It's bringing me back to all the reasons why we wanted to do this in the first place. Mm-hmm. Like when we went. Yeah. And when I came back and we've, uh, like again, like we were just talking about what what's the benefits of going and why we want to do it. And you know, you know how you do. Like making your pros and cons list, yeah. I guess. And then Liz was like, are you going to be sad if you stay? And you literally asked me that because I feel like everything Katie saying was exactly what I was expressing before. Mm-hmm. Which again, you're bringing up all these emotions in me. But I just, I completely agree. But I, do you feel good about the move? Like, are you excited and ready? No. <laughs> <laughs> good Not at all. Not at all. But I, well, I'll tell you this. I'll, I can tell you more about like how I'm feeling. But just to, this might be helpful for you. And I, I maybe said this in a podcast, but I think you'll relate to this. Like different people have different thresholds for uncertainty mm-hmm. and change. And mine is really low. And I think that's hereditary or I think that's learned from how I grew up and mm-hmm. how my mom is. And I think how my family is like, I'm from a very small town in Michigan. I'm not from Detroit. Um, and my family is all there primarily and no one left. And it's something that like what I'm doing is, you know, it's a big deal. Like it is a big deal from where I came from. And like, there are other people that I know where, you know, their families are all over the place. So they're just, they have a different type of relationship with their family. And, mm-hmm. um, it's not, they have a bigger threshold for uncertainty and change where I, 
don't. And and that's, that's okay. okay. Oh my gosh. It's so yeah. good. For, like, I can't handle, I can't handle that you said that because again, like <laughs> oh, I, they're a, so a, cute. Italian family, all in Canton. My mom's whole family's in Canton. My dad's whole family's in Akron. I have a couple cousins that have left, but really truthfully, like the core of my family is all there and leaving's a mm-hmm. big deal. I mean, I'm not even joking. Coming to Columbus, like two hours away, was kind of yeah, a big deal. Like my too. mom was like, well, when are you going to come yeah. back? You know? And, same, same. And I love Columbus so, so much. But you are so right. You hit the nail on the head. Like, it's okay for that to be a big deal to me. It's okay that moving yeah. across the country is hard for me and not hard for other people. Yeah. And like, I kind of was embarrassed about that. And like, I always I have been. Like, yeah. But like, there's no need to be embarrassed about it. I think we should just like talk about it more. Mm-hmm. Like, it's good we're having this conversation right now. And, like, I think, I don't know, it's just something that we, another thing that, like, to not have shame around. And, like, it's okay to never leave where you grew up. And it's also okay if you do want to. And, you know, I, my friend Valerie Cheney came on my podcast and we talk about this quite a bit because she, she's also from a small college town and had a similar experience when she moved to LA. And, you know, she really helped me with this a lot and really opened my eyes to be like, you can do it. Like mm-hmm. people, people move to New York every single day. You know, like you can do it. You're going to, you're, I was kind of told my whole life, like you can't do it. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to afford it, blah, blah, blah. Like, and that was just other people, advice is other people's experience. But they get in your head, especially when they're your loved ones. Oh, they totally. do. And yeah. they value their opinion. And I manifest what they, of like, it, like vibrates through my whole body. And then I realize that their opinions are changing my opinions. You know, it's like. Right, right, right. Yeah. And it's okay to like take their advice, of course. But it's like, all right, you can, you don't have to take it. You can do your so own thing. And, and especially with our parents. And this is something that Val taught me. Like our parents get to meet us where we're at and we get to help our parents grow by like me doing something and living my life in this way. That's the opposite of what, you know, my mom might think is okay or mm-hmm. think is safe, you know, because our parents, before they want us to be happy, I believe they want us to be safe. Absolutely. They want safety and then happiness secondary. And um, I think for my mom, like her growth, she's able to grow when I am living my life this way that maybe she doesn't understand because she loves me so unconditionally. She's going to have to meet me where I'm at. So like, even though like, this is kind of a silly example, but I'll I'll use it just because it's easy. Like, I had never done anything to my hair that's like uh, mm-hmm. crazy ever. I'd been the same literally since high school, but I dyed it pink at, like, right before Christmas. And then I went home for Christmas with pink hair because I thought <laughs> it would be like really funny. And my mom had to love me with pink hair, yeah. which is not a choice she would make and not something she liked at but all. She did She's it. very clear about that, but she still loved me. And it's kind of the same thing. Like I'm going to, probably get a tattoo someday and she'll have to love me even though she like why is are not our family that. the and same why are they the same people <laughs> I, you're actually sisters <laughs> it's so it's, we're funny all, we're all really similar but yeah that's but very like, true yeah I mean and I think it's the same thing with the move like it's as long as I'm okay and like I don't need money and I'm like not you know my eating disorder isn't acting up again as long as like she doesn't care what I do really. Like Mm -hmm. she just wants me to be okay. And her, like in her mind, okay is staying here and you know, where she knows I'm safe 
and she can get to me. Like, this is uncertain. I don't know if I'm going to be okay there. I don't know anything about living there. I don't even have a place to live. And if anyone's listening and needs a roommate, please let me know. <laughs> but it's like, you know, it, it, it's all going to happen. It's all going to fall into place. And I think having support, like, honestly, Simi has been, she's known about this move for about a year wow. and had to hear about it. And it's been in the process for like, it's happening June 9th. But like, I've been talking about this, like literally asked to me since at least a year. And I, it's been, you know, up and down and in the day it's up and down. I'm still feeling, you know, I'm not, when people ask me how I'm feeling about it, like I'm not really excited because I I don't know. And I'm, I'm going into it hoping I, I love it, but you were right if you picked up on the fact that I, I really love LA and I do want to be out there, but the yeah. opportunity immediately for me isn't there. Yeah. Like I, the job and where I'm at is, is in New York. And so that's where I'm going and it doesn't have to be forever. And that's the thing with moves. Like, I think we kind of look at them as like this, oh, I, and I do want to go into this as like, as it, maybe I'll love it and maybe I will live in New York forever. Who knows? But I also don't have to. Like, you know, I can, but I don't have to. We stayed at an Airbnb when we were in LA. And uh, Mm -hmm. the girl that we stayed with, it was her and her fiance. She told me the best thing. And I swear it's like that quote you gave earlier, that affirmation that like just released me of all my anxiety. She goes, you know that if you guys move here, she's like, you know, you can always go home. Like just her saying that. I was like, you're You're right. right. I can go. You can always dye your hair back from pink. Exactly. (laughs) And she was like, if you guys come out here and it's not what you thought it was, you can always go back. And it just made me feel so good because you're right. It's not permanent. And if I love it or if we love it, then it would, then that's great. But if we don't love it, then we can always come back to Columbus. So it's just, it's so true. And I think the caveat there is with move, this is specific to moving is that you have to kind of give it a chance because there, what I'm, what I'm making myself aware of now is like, there are going to be days in New York that are really hard and I hate it there. And I like mm-hmm. hate being in a long distance relationship and I miss having my cozy car and I, you know, am feeling crowded on the subway and I miss being able to like drive to Whole Foods, like mm-hmm. all of these things. Like I'm going to have days where I'm like missing being here and it's challenging, but I'll also have days that are really like euphoric and amazing, but I can't let those really hard days make me be like, well, I shouldn't have done this. This is a terrible and idea. That's so and hard. Work, you know? Yeah. It's yeah, so hard in yeah, the yeah, moment, yeah. but that's where you pull out your toolkit, right? All those things that you were talking about yeah. before. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't know how that's going to go down and I don't think you can fully prepare for it, but I think right. just to know that like, Maybe it's not New York that's bad or LA or wherever you moved. Maybe it's just the day, you know? Mm-hmm. And and I had I got that advice about a job, my my job of like, you know, I, there's really busy days and there's really easy days. And I remember my boss said to me, you know, some days it's, it's not the job, it's the day. And mm-hmm. to not be like, I'm quitting, I hate this. It's terrible to just be like, that was a really tough day. But no matter what job you have, there's going to be tough days. Right, so, right. You know, even like someone you admire, an entrepreneur or something like they all have aspects of their job that they don't love and they just do them because you have to as a person, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Oh my gosh. I Thank you for having that conversation with us just now because it came at a really good time. You and look so relieved, Nina. I, I do. <laughs> it could be the wine. It could be the conversation. I don't know. No, we are like having like one small glass of wine. We are the wine and you shine guys. and we don't even drink wine on all of the episodes. We've been so bad about well, it. Well, I wish we were drinking wine <laughs> and we should next time. That sounds amazing. Come to Michigan. Come to New York. Maybe we should all just move to LA. I don't know. I, who but knows what's going to happen? Pick up and bring Simi. Yeah. Just all of us. Yeah. One Simi's big happy family. Sure. <laughs> I see yeah. a lot of future gatherings if we can make it happen. Also, real quickly, we noticed, and I think Simi has already done this, but... We noticed that on your website, you talk about having um, like ambassadors for your book in different cities. And I was like, I think Simi's already done this in Columbus before we kind of were knew her. But don't you have people come and like promote your books in different cities? If you ever come to Columbus, Wine and Shine would love to hold an event. Oh, uh, yeah, let's do it before I go to New York. I know, it's um, so soon yeah. that you're leaving. Well, I did, my, I did a whole like book launch party there at the book loft you guys know where the oh book yeah, loft gosh, is I love it. i'm moving Village. right by there she is oh yeah they have autographed copies of my book unless they're all gone but if they don't like tell them to order more but <laughs> yeah i i did a whole book launch thing there and like timmy interviewed me and we had people and it was it was a good time that was last summer, but we should do something else. And we've been thinking about having a gathering and we're like, we need to contact Simi to see if she wants to talk at it. And we could get a yoga instructor yeah. and we could. We just want to basically make a conference. We do. We just want to have a gathering of women in Columbus and have a glass of wine yeah, and just talk it. about all the things. Oh my God. Simi would totally be down. I know she has lots of friends and could totally fill it. And I would love to come. I'm any excuse to get me to Columbus. Let's do it in May. Oh my gosh, oh, let's do let's it. Do it. I'm down. We've been, we've been again. It's yeah. one of those things we've been talking about for months, and we just haven't sat down to actually plan it yet. But that would be absolutely amazing. Yeah, if we do it in May, it's easy because it's just a drive for me. But your airport's so small that sometimes yeah. flights can be expensive in there. We will contact Simi and see what she thinks. That yeah, would be so yeah. perfect. Talk to Simi. I know she's gone. She's going to New York um, in May for something. And I have like my going away party here one weekend. Yeah. But other than that, we can probably find a weekend. Yay. Oh, and also, awesome. we'll see you in a couple weeks at the Good Fest. Oh, yeah. That's oh, right. We're, we're going. going. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're going. We're so excited. I can't wait. There are so many people that we love and look up to and like in, in this whole world of podcasting and wellness and whatever, are going to be there. And oh, it's going to be such yeah, a good time. Too. Yeah, it's like all of my friends. And yeah. surprise, Simi's coming with me. She's like coming Yay! with me as my guest. That's yeah. so exciting. She's like just going to be with me the entire time because I'm, yeah, I'm so you'll get to see her too. We should grab dinner or drinks or something. Or you well, need to- actually, we're doing a, there's a let it out meetup after the festival. Oh, we're I there. haven't like promoted it yet. But it's all the girls who listen to the podcast are doing like this this wonderful girl named Jacqueline. She is like lives in Philly and she's like, hey, I want to get together all the listeners of the podcast. So uh, we're doing a dinner right after. Um, but you guys should definitely come to that and bring whoever. But I'll be there. Some of you will be there. The founders, I think, will be there. Oh my festival. gosh. Wait, yeah. did I just invite myself to this though? I was like, we're <laughs> no, there. No, 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 no. It's for <laughs> listeners of the podcast. Okay, perfect. Like, I would be offended if you didn't come. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's literally like, 
Yeah, it's just like listeners of the podcast. So, is there information on the Facebook page? Yeah, it's on my, it's on in my listener Facebook group. But honestly, like they sent me the flyer, and I just realized right now I forgot to post it. So, like, well, after I will we hang look up, for I'm it. Post it. That's so cool. cool. I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait. It's gonna be awesome. It's a, at a really cool, like, yummy, healthy restaurant. So Perfect. that's what's happening with that. Yeah. Yay. Well, cool. thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast and talking with us today. I feel like this was just a therapy session for my soul and I needed it so much and it was wonderful. Uh, you guys, this was a delight and you two are lovely and I can't wait to I'll see you in person in like two weeks. Yay. Also, side note, real quick. Um, if you yeah. listen to this episode, we're gonna have a really special introduction for you. Oh my gosh. We uh, did we we okay, we sing your um song all the time. Yeah. We sing it to our dogs. We're like Jackson. <laughs> we and we name our dogs like Dale Bout as the last name. I don't know why we're really weird. We just do oh, that. Oh my god, I'm obsessed with you guys. <laughs> we harm we already know the harmony. We're both vocal majors. And we've already come up with harmony for the end of yeah. it. We have my husband playing you guitar or her guys. husband play, playing piano. And it's going to be the intro to this episode. So we hope you enjoy it. Stop it. I cannot wait. That is amazing. I need to like put that on my Instagram or something. That is so cool. I can't I'm wait to so record it. to hear it. It's going to be Also, I think I'm changing the intro of the podcast. No, you, you can't. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it does get stuck in the head. I it will really say does. that. They get, Zach and Cody get really annoyed with us because we'll like, sing it. We don't even know it. Like, basically, like, when we finally emailed you to ask if you would come on, we sang it for hours. Like, we wouldn't stop. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Anytime I, that is so cute. Yeah. They're all, it's always stuck in our head. But if you need to change it, we understand. We will allow it. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm like dragging my feet on it because a year ago, I was like obsessed with it. But now I'm kind of like, oh, maybe I want something like a little bit more, I don't know, mature. I love, I love it. And Caroline Dooner, who is someone else I, I really love, made it. And I just, I don't know. We'll see. Who you knows know, change happen. is good. If you need to change it and it's, if it's like it's served its purpose, we all love it. Me and Liz love it. And if it's time to move on, that's okay. Totally. Yeah. It's all about, all, all about change. Theme of this episode. Hey guys, so before we let you go today, we have to tell you some super exciting news. I know at the end of our episode with Katie, we were kind of just talking On about- fence, just like spitballing, like, yeah, maybe, let's hang out. <laughs> maybe we could have you come to Columbus and maybe we could feature your book. And she was really excited about it. So we actually went ahead and started to plan this idea. And we are officially launching our first live podcast event here in Columbus. So if you are, you know, a local in the area, we would love to see you there. We are actually featuring two of our previous guests. Simi Bodich and Taylor Riggs, and they're going to be um, on the live panel. We're going to do a live podcast. You guys meet and greet, hang out. We also, all of this is done in collaboration with The Wonder Jam. They are a local marketing and branding firm here in Columbus. They do a lot of awesome trainings. Allie and Adam there are just seriously the most lovely people that you could ever meet. And the nicest. Hint, hint, maybe on the podcast in the near future. Not going to do any spoilers, but um, we're going to be partnering with also Ohio Chocolate. That's Ohio Chocolate and Arter Coffee for some treats. We'll also have wine. 
Um, it's called Find Your Shine. And we'd love you to find your shine and come join us. It's going to be so much fun, guys. If you are in the area, please share this with your friends. It's going to be an afternoon of just bonding with really awesome people. And I think it's just going to be a positive, all-inspiring afternoon. So we really hope that we see you there. Definitely. So it's on May 6th from 1 o'clock to 3.30. That's at the Wonder Jam, 1145 Chesapeake Avenue, Speak J. If you want to take your journal that you've been writing notes in for mm-hmm. Katie Dale, well, write down that address. You can also go to our Facebook page where we actually have the event posted. Uh, tickets are $10, but that covers the panel, hanging out, food. Some uh, wine. Yeah, so come see us, and we'll have a great time. So that's all we have for you this week. We'll catch you next time. Bye.